Welcome to Live with Domery Podcast here at Domery Healthy and Fit, where we bring you incredible episodes every single week that will leave you inspired and wanting to come back for more. Today, I am honored to say that we have Kyle Crench with us today, and he is a true multiple sclerosis warrior. He's going to talk to us about his journey living with multiple sclerosis and how he has found his way through the thick and the thin. Welcome to Live with Domery, and I'm so honored to have you on today and to talk to us about how you stay inspired every single day, and I love your videos and how you work out and you train and how you also showed us the frustration behind the disease, which is a very, yeah, lots of it. So let's start with that. Why and how did you decide to start your Instagram? Honestly, um, I wish I would have started it much, much earlier. Uh, I've been navigating this for almost 10 years now. Um, and I, I, I just, I started the Instagram because I want to be a bit of a resource to people newly diagnosed with MS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember how bewildering that was, how lost I felt. Uh, so if I, I could, share a little uh, of my insight of my journey um, and let them know it's going to be okay. It's going to be tough, but it's going to be okay. I love that. And um, Kyle, you were diagnosed in 2011. Yes. Correct. So let's kind of go back to that time frame because um, when we spoke yesterday, it was kind of like the world just came crashing down on you. It really felt like that. Let's start when let's start back in 2011 and give the audience a little bit about what had happened to you and how fast it hit you. Okay, um, I'd say early 2011 is when I, I noticed just vision changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my left eye was just extremely blurry all of a sudden. Um, I had doctors tell me it was probably a, a detached retina. Um, but a couple months, months went by and then everything hit me on May 4th, 2011. Uh, and that was crazy heaviness in my legs. I couldn't walk 20 feet without being extremely fatigued, without any coordination, no balance. Uh, so that right there got me searching for what was going on. Yeah, that's scary. Uh, it, it is terrifying, especially when I was Googling what could be happening. And Google had me convinced uh, I was dying. I had ALS. Uh, luckily, that's not what it turned out to be. Yes. Yes. When we Google our own diagnosis, we tend to throw ourselves into a really bad situation. Yeah. I have now learned not to Google. <laughs> yeah. And on the funny side of not to Google, because if I'm trying to diagnose myself and punching in symptoms, so much comes up. And then by the time you, it's limitless. And, but also it's limitless when we, once we are diagnosed, trying to kind of find your way through that path of what is going to work for me and what is not going to work for me. So during that time frame of 2011 in May, when everything really went haywire for you, I mean, other than just being completely torn down and feeling like, where do I go from here? Where did you reach out? Who is there to help you support you through it? And how, from that point, did you navigate to find a neurologist? Um, luckily my MS story is, um, pretty nice in that I got answers pretty quickly. Some people go years and years without any, any answers to what's going on. That's true. Um, I had, I had an official diagnosis, uh, after two months. That's all it took. Wow. Uh, That's um, really quick yeah, and fast. Yeah. The, uh, the people that, uh, took my initial, uh, original, um, MRI, they quickly looked at my the MRI and they were like, oh, this is absolutely MS. Like I've got over 100 lesions on my brain and spine. So 
that to them was uh, indicative of MS. Mm. Um, and luckily, my mom, uh, she's been my biggest advocate through this whole thing. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time um, that uh, she helped me through it, but uh, it was mostly me just pushing through, looking for answers. Mm -hmm. how, how did your mom help you understand the disease? Because when I heard the word multiple sclerosis, I didn't know what the disease was. Right. Yeah, I, I had never heard that before, um, and my mom didn't either. So we kind of learned that together. I feel like we are still learning because uh, we're still searching for answers. And that's uh, so true, right? Yeah. Every warrior you talk to and that you are you know, engaged with on Instagram and through telephone and whatever means you can talk to another warrior it's still, we still find new ways of handling the disease and other things we've never heard of with the disease. Do you find that to be true? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's, uh, that's another thing that I've really enjoyed about starting this Instagram, uh, just connecting with people all over the world and hearing what everybody is doing. Everybody, just like the disease, um, everything is just so different. Mm -hmm. For everybody. Exactly. I mean, we all have the same disease, and it's uh, mm -hmm. 3.2.9 million that are counting, mm -hmm. just that are registered through your neurologist right. and through multiple sclerosis. I'm sure that number is much more vast than we even acknowledge today. Right. And, you know, every one of us have has the same disease, but none of us are alike as far yeah. as where the lesions are, what happens to us, how fast it progresses to extreme progression, and then you find your way through, and then you're walking again, or you are not walking, and then you get worse, or you're walking, and you're seeing, and then all of a sudden, the disease comes at you like a a war. Like, that's why we're warriors. It comes at you, and you got to be ready for battle. So... Tell me what your heart yeah, is. It has been a, it has been ten years of war so far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tell me what your toughest day was and what got you through that. Mm, toughest day. That's tough. There have been so many tough days. Um, well, give us examples of what are your toughest days and how you find your way through that pathway of getting back up and going forward. Uh, one of my toughest saves was probably pretty recently uh, when I was fitted for a wheelchair. Uh, in my mind, since I was diagnosed, I thought that was the end of the line. Like, I lose. Uh, mm. But uh, I got to test out a few lightweight wheelchairs with some power assist options. And I, I just... I transcended that end game mindset that I had for the past 10 years. And I see once I get this wheelchair, uh, it's just going to be a new chapter. It's going to give me so much freedom that I've lost. Uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited about getting this wheelchair. That's great. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Because yeah. now you're actually more free to get outdoors and do a whole lot more than with just the walker or trying Absolutely. to do it on your own. Like you posted yeah. one video of you being able to like, you're down on, you know, doing your stretches and you actually mm -hmm. stood up and walked. And that is just yeah. incredible. So it doesn't mean that you have to permanently stay in that wheelchair. You right. can have great days where yeah. you could take a few steps here and there and get stronger. And then yeah. you have that ability to use the wheelchair on that tough day to keep moving forward and still living a positive life. Oh, yeah. I plan on using the wheelchair uh, mostly when I'm out around town. Love that. Um, when I'm at my house, I still want to be up and walking and still exercising and trying to keep going, uh, trying to improve my steps. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's the reason I probably uh, got a wheelchair because um, I, I realized that my steps are slowing me down and I want to go fast. I love so, that. 
You want to, yeah. you just want to go full speed. <laughs> so how does people around you, your loved ones, um, you posted a beautiful photo of you and your newly dating, um, mm-hmm. moving forward in life and really showing us that you're not giving up and yeah. you're just going to keep moving forward. How does that help them understand the disease and how you feel the pain and how do you describe it to them when well that's been something uh interesting to navigate in itself Uh, like how do i accurately convey what i'm dealing with so that um my partner knows uh that they can do something to help um so it's it's been it's been tough thank goodness uh my new partner is super understanding and he wants to learn and it's been it's been great that's amazing tell him thank you for me that's just oh i will oh. he should be watching right now so. <laughs> well thank you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because i i have to say and mo- you know all of us warriors that are watching or will watch later on or listen to the podcast we all know that this disease not only affects the person living with the disease, it affects our loved ones, it affects our lovers, it affects friends, it affects our work environment, and it can be destructive all the way across the board. But when you have that love and that capacity from another to understand. Yeah, that's amazing. It's incredible. It's like the greatest gift of of all time and yeah i feel you know, very fortunate yeah i can see it you're like super smiley yeah. and like ooh, <laughs> i love that part um and so if you were to say to somebody today um that just met you and you're sitting down and they can't tell you have multiple sclerosis how would you explain the disease in a sentence like they don't, they don't know you have MS. They just, they, you know, you're at a restaurant. They don't see the wheelchair. Let's do it that way. And um, someone walks by and starts to talk to you and says, "Hey, why don't you come on over and join us?" And then all of a sudden, they see that you're, you're struggling and you have to describe the disease. Right. Hmm. How would I say? Go on like nothing is happening uh, because that's how I live my life. I just keep going, uh, no matter what I'm dealing with, who I'm dealing with, uh, and hope that, yeah, hope that they can understand. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Because we don't really, none of us want to be put into that box, mm-hmm. but I believe in today's time frame, with all of us warriors sharing our stories through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, where, however you want to share your story we are a community of the strongest warriors ever of loving, loving each other and passionately picking each other up and checking in with each other. And I mean, it's just incredible. I, not that I love the disease and I wish I could get rid of it for all of us and find a cure, but I have to say every single warrior I've ever reached out to over the last four years of me being on Instagram and telling my story they're all incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty recently, um, I had a day where I was kind of experiencing some new symptoms and mm. it's, it's pretty terrifying when you're experiencing something new with this disease. Um, I didn't reach out to one of my friends that I see all the time here. Uh, I reached out to somebody on my Instagram that also has pretty aggressive MS. And she was able to calm me down and walk me through it and, yeah, That's help amazing. me get grounded. Yeah, I love that you were able to reach out to another warrior and yeah. instead of feeling like you have to wait three weeks to get into the doctors, you actually were able to just exactly. talk to her, text with her, do whatever you needed to, and it it, yeah. it calmed you down and got you to the next step of where do we yeah, go from valuable. here extremely valuable and I you know I this is going to tell my age for sure now that you guys already know how old I am but um 
we actually are kind of like the yellow pages for multiple sclerosis. And that's an old phone book that used to get delivered when I was a little kid every year. And that's how you would look up telephone numbers. And I kind of feel like that's what we deal with every day with with Instagram and that we are the the book of the connection of warriors. That's true. Wow. Tell us one of another story um, that you've had to deal with in life um, with a disease, like the one you just said, talked about. What was the symptom that you reached out to the other warrior? And it was, um, I've experienced weakness before with this disease. I mean, that's uh, almost all the time, but it was uh, a weakness that I've never experienced. A weakness that took me down to the ground, uh, mm. like the left side of my body was not working. I couldn't pull myself up. I couldn't bear any weight on my left leg. Uh, that's pretty terrifying because uh, anytime there's something new, I'm wondering, is this forever? Is this my new normal? Uh, luckily, that wasn't my new normal. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was finally able to pick myself up off the ground. Good, good. How did you find the strength to actually say, I'm not going to let this take me down today? And you found a way to get back to that positive. You know, I uh, am still trying to figure out how I come up with that. Uh, it's, I, I just realized that nobody is coming to save me. Uh, so I, I've got to do this myself if I want to keep going. Mm -hmm. And that's a tough thing to hear. No one's coming to save me. And I need to do this to keep moving. Yeah. Um, and that also really leads back to the what the beginning was. We are living in a battlefield. Yeah. An unseen battlefield that we don't we know really the walking, the talking, the speaking, anything that we're going that within one millisecond, it's yeah. just going to come right at us. Yeah. And, and that's generally what I tell people. I, I say my body is different every second of every day. I, I have no idea how I'm going to be in 20 minutes, uh, how I'm going to be tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So it's, I just got to play it by ear always. Okay. Kyle, do you also find that you have problems with um, heat and cold tolerances? I do. Uh, uh, um, it used to be just that the heat uh, made my body wither, like I would not be able to function at all. But this, this year, um, I think I realized that the cold is actually worse. Because uh, I would bundle up, I'd put layers and layers and layers on, but it felt like every muscle in my body was so tense, and I couldn't, I couldn't remedy that. Uh, mm -hmm. I couldn't escape it at all. Uh, when I'm hot, at least I can get into an air condition uh, and cool. just wait it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the heat, the temperature fluctuations always mess with me. Yeah. I hate that. I, I used to think it was because of my age and it was because of menopause. Well, it's not. <laughs> it's just the multiple sclerosis kicking in. Yeah. And um, I'm sure a little bit of menopause kicked in too. But, it yeah, it's very difficult to handle. Um, yeah. What was the best resource that you found for multiple sclerosis when your mother and you just found out that kind of helped you start to navigate where you were going to go mm. from that moment on to the next moment was it a book was it in was it looking it up on the website was it, it the probably was a book um for 10 years and leaving no stone unturned mm -hmm. trying everything i feel like i've run the gamut uh trying traditional treatments leaving the country for stem cell treatments um so I, I realized pretty early on I had to be my own advocate. Uh, again, nobody's coming to save me, uh, and i got to figure this out on my own, which is daunting. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting in itself, it, just doing the it research is. on our own. So speaking of stem cells, I mean, I've been reading a lot about it, and 
um, peptides and things to help our body. Like I do peptides every day at night. I give myself an injection. I take a pill to help my body like re regenerate and move forward. And I do a lot of holistic medication to end foods. So, um, have you found that when you did your stem cell, how did that help you or did you not see a change at all? Um, Honestly, I feel like the results were bordering on miraculous. Uh, I was I was using a wheelchair a good bit of time, a good bit of the time. Uh, I, I was not able to walk unassisted at all. Wow. Um, my vision, uh, I was nearly blind in my left eye. Oh my goodness. Uh, and then uh, I'd say less than a month after getting 92 million mesenchymal stem cells, um, I, I felt like I was healing. I was like, this is it. Uh, I was walking totally unassisted. My vision was being restored. I, I thought I found the answer. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, the, the results were not long lasting. Um, after, after about a year, uh, I started to decline pretty rapidly again. Um, that was 2014. I went twice in 2014. Okay. So I'd love to go back. And get some more, yeah. Do you believe yeah. that it's because of the, you know, the white blood cells eating away at the myelin sheath that it's, even though it's repairing you, they're attacking the new cells and mm. going after that. That now, that do you believe that it could be something like that where the people that are doing the stem cell research and the therapy that... They need to find a way to protect those new cells and repair that the that our own white right. blood cells are not going in and attacking right. it because you had a huge difference in your life and now you're thinking it was amazing. a third one. So that's like a huge, yeah, wow. Like okay, I, I've been researching and now that gives me hope to get to the next step. Yeah, I I definitely think there's a lot of potential there. And it's still such a new science. Uh, I'm excited to see what they develop in the future. Amazing. Amazing. Now, how did you, did you, prior to being diagnosed, what kind of food did you eat? Were you, like, running, going? What, what was your life like before the diagnosis? And then how did you change your food or did you change your food after? Mm. Um, prior to diagnosis, I was probably not unhealthy, but not super healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, and since diagnosis, uh, I have shifted my diet largely. Um, I, I used to be a, a runner, a hiker, a mountain biker, a surfer. I was a very active guy. So to have that completely flipped upside down, um, uh, the food uh, does play a huge role. Uh, I saw an Instagram story of yours earlier. You were talking about Dr. Terry Walls. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love Dr. Terry Walls. Yes. I've been following her. Uh, I think I discovered her her book, The Walls Protocol, mm -hmm. right when I was going to uh, the Stem Cell Institute in 2014. Uh, so ever ever since then, I've been following, uh, trying to follow that diet as closely as I can. Yes, actually, that when I said that book saved my life, the first one, it yeah. was that that was my first book um, mm -hmm. that we found, and I'm like, if she can go from a wheelchair, like yeah. having to even sit her up and being a doctor herself, to noticing it's all food related, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And my neurologist fought with me left and right. Like, you need oh, to yeah. interfere on drugs. You need them. You need them. You need them. And I'm yeah. like, listen, I have been, literally been drugged my entire life. And I'm not kidding. Yeah, from the age too. of two. From living with asthma. From growing up in a, a home with two smokers and not being able to breathe. The, the hospital was like my second home. And I was like, I don't want any more drugs in my body. And I, that's how frantic I was about it. And I'm like, I'm trying food. And she goes, well, it's not going to work. And I'm like, well, let's see. And I had a period of five years of amazing results 
from following the book. And colitis hit me, another autoimmune disease of the stomach. So now I can't have any more veggies and greens. But she just came out with her new cookbook. And that you have to get because there's amazing recipes in there. Okay. I'm always looking for new recipes. Yeah. Yeah. So you totally got to get on Amazon today and get that book in your house because... It's it, it's incredible, yeah. So that was my first book, and it sounds like it was one of yours, and you found yeah, your way to eating. So how do you feel today when you're out and about, and you really want to have that chocolate cake, and you know there's wheat in there, and it's going to affect you big time, and or there's dairy in there? How do you well, weigh the pros and the cons on, I really just want to feel normal but i know right but i know if i go and i eat that or drink that this is what's going to happen to me yeah um uh, i lately i have been uh bad about giving myself exceptions like yes i will have that piece of pizza or yes i will have that chocolate cake uh it's good for my soul um (laughs) And but, uh, before, when I first discovered this book, I was super strict with the diet. Like, if you asked me to have a bite of your pizza, I would laugh at you. Um, and I want to say that was when I was at my physical best, when I was following that so strictly, when I was maintaining my movement every single day. Uh, so I'm really trying to get back to that and being as strict as I can with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's part of living with, you know, this unseen beast that, you know, plagues us every day. And we we have to really think about every little step we make. Yeah. How do you find yourself with your mood swings? Because I know with mine, they're all over the place half of the time, and I have to take... Mood swings? Yes, uh, funny you ask that, because uh, just before we got on the phone, I was not in a good mood. I was just having a bad day and just being negative. And But generally, I can uh, turn those around. Um, I find meditation helps so much, so, so, so much. It's such a simple practice, but it's so profound. Um, and that really helps me maintain positive uh, vibes and not just go up and down, depressed, happy, and all over the place. Mm -hmm. So that's certainly how I maintain uh, the good. So do you do meditation with sage and and sense, or do you do it with music, or do you just find yourself able to sit and go within your inner peace and focus on the brain-body connection? Or do you do all of them? I kind of do all that. Um, I do transcendental meditation. Uh, So it's 20 minutes twice a day. Um, I just sit silently, and uh, after about 30 seconds, I'll repeat in my head uh, a mantra that they gave to me. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's extremely... Relaxing, rejuvenating, good way to start the day. Midday, I usually do it about 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I love that. What is the mantra that you say to yourself as you're in this meditation form? My mantra, it, it's just a word that doesn't mean anything uh, to anybody or it wouldn't mean anything to you. Um, it's just a word that they gave me uh, about six years ago when I got the training. Ah, okay. I was just curious. Mine, no one would know either. It's hum, Okay. And it's just, it's part of my breathing technique and going through. And I did that through having my my map read when I was born, when (laughs) the whole time thing of what my body is connected to and how it finds its way to peace. So you're right. We all do have certain words, but they actually, they mean a lot in that form, but they don't mean anything to anyone else. Mine is sharing, uh, which in my head, I see it spelled as sharing. Oh, I love that. uh, Which I like to share. So that's good. That's perfect. I love that. 
Um, what was one of your favorite movies that you... Tur- what is one of your favorite movies that you turn to when this is plaguing you and it's just... it? You're just feeling pins and needles. Your stomach is not working right. You're... Uh, abdominally you know inside of our abdominal wall of all of our intestines our brain is shutting it down your vision is going everything's like haywire it's just like pouring water into an electrical box and you're like what the hell is going on if you were able to put a movie in to watch to calm the body down and to make yourself laugh what would that movie be well actually um i do have a show I do that for, I have a comfort show. It's The Office. Okay. Uh, and uh, that show calms me down. Uh, it's, it, anytime I'm having a bad day, I can turn that show on and be laughing, even though I've seen it a million times. I can laugh out loud every single time I watch it. I love that. And don't you find that when we get to that point and we're laughing out loud, that our symptoms start to low yeah laughter is uh, laughter is the best medicine it truly is it really uh, is. It is yeah and i find myself laughing at myself all the time with the dumbass shit that i do oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and so half the time my family just looks at me like what are you laughing at and i'm like i have no clue i'm just laughing you wouldn't understand <laughs> So, speaking of laughter, if you could write a movie about MS and only using words that would make you laugh, how many of those words would you throw into the script? Uh, Probably quite a few, uh, because I do the same thing. I laugh at myself all the time. Even if it's, I find myself in a fairly traumatic situation, like, Say I lose control of my bladder in public mm-hmm. at work. I can find a way to laugh at myself. Um, uh, I gotta keep levity. That's the only way I've been able to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if I couldn't laugh, I would not have made it through. I wouldn't have made it to this point. I'm right there with you. Yeah, right there with you. <laughs> Right there. And I think most of us warriors, at least 99% of us, realize that laughter is key and positivity is key. And also, um, there's been some new things that I've researched on just the human body, not with MS, on environmental. Oh, yeah. Outside and inside. When we're outside, our body is like it comes alive. And we hear things that we don't normally hear. We see things differently. And it changes our chemistry in the brain. And also what we surround ourselves with as far as color. Color oh, yeah. is a massive impact on the ability of laughter and serotonin and the brain Absolutely. body muscle connection. So what are your favorite colors and what do you enjoy when you go outside? Uh one of my favorite colors, I painted most of the walls in my house lime green, which uh, initially I was advised against, but everybody that told me not to do it, they're like, you know what? I love this. This looks great. It's very cheerful. Mm-hmm. It is. And uh, do you know within the chakra? I love the green. Sorry? Uh, I didn't. I, I love the green inside. I love the green outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love. I love being outside. I try to spend as much time outside as I can. And you also have a very special puppy, and his name two. two. Yep. And what are their names? I got Joby and Jughead. Oh, Jughead. Their father son. Oh my God! I'm sorry, but Joby is adorable. But where did you come up with Jughead? Jughead, I actually uh, stole that name. Um, so Joby, Joby made ten Jugheads, and uh, this little girl that was maybe eight or nine years old named one of the puppies Jughead. I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna steal that name." I love it. I've never heard that name before. And 
Apparently, it is uh, a character on a show that I've never seen before, but everybody thinks that I got it from that show. Ah. Well, maybe the little girl watched the show, and that's where she got it from and named him. But, I mean, just saying the name makes you want to smile and giggle. (laughs) I love that. Those dogs make me laugh out loud every day. I love it. And they just love you unconditionally. And they just, no matter what. Yeah. They just, they don't care. They just love you. And I believe everyone with an autoimmune or multiple sclerosis or a disease of heart or cancer or whatever, you have to have a pet. You truly do. Whether it is a cat, whether it is a lizard, whether it is a puppy, whatever it is, something that just loves you unconditionally. I think so. Yeah, just not a big snake. I'm not a fan of no. snakes. No, I'm, I'm with you. No, that that yeah. That. No, 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 no. That one. I'm sorry. That one creeps me out. I can't. I can't love a snake. I can't do that. <laughs> okay, so your favorite color is green, and you painted your house lime green. So when you think of the chakra colors. Mm-hmm. Green and purple are healing. You just surrounded okay. your entire body with a healing color. Your whole didn't, home. Didn't realize I was doing that. Yeah. So when we when we get off of our interview today, look it up. Chakra colors. Okay. And those you'll see a body, and you'll see where the colors go, and you'll realize that green is mm. an energy healing color. Interesting. I love that, and that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're in a dark room and it's black, how do you think your mood's going to be? Mm-hmm. Right? But if you're in a beautiful white room or a beautiful green room with colors yeah. and brightness all around you, you just you want to come alive, and you're yeah. tricking that you're tricking the um, white blood cells that attack our myelin sheath to think happy, and they don't like happy. No. They, they like us to be negative, and they like right. us to be depressed, and they want to suck all that energy out of us. It's kind of like, like, like thinking of Star Wars, the good versus evil, with the, the green, or is it blue? Green or blue against the red? Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's where they came up with it. Maybe. You never know. You never know. I think they just kind of watched all of us warriors out in the world and realized, ah, okay, we're going to go from there. So (laughs) tell me more about your life. Anything you want to tell the world that living with multiple sclerosis, how it took you down a bad road, and then please tell us how you found the right road. Honestly, uh, I feel like it's been a blessing in disguise uh, because I, I do feel like I could anything that is thrown my way, I can handle it. I mean, after this, I can handle anything at all. Um, and uh, honestly, I think I just got to the point last year, uh, mid twenty twenty, where I just thought to myself, nobody's coming to save me and I got, I have to do something to turn this around. I have to keep going. I have to exercise. I have to heal my gut. I have to, I have to do anything that will improve this situation because this is not okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. And I love that you show us all of those workouts and that you show us yeah. everything you're doing and walking from the kitchen to wherever you're going and sharing all of those journeys with us. Let me ask you, um, if you had to do a mantra of yourself in a positive way, what would those words be? Probably my Instagram handle. Gotta keep going. I love that. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. you. You just got to keep going. Yeah. Love that. Um, what are your current goals that you see yourself in the next year and then in the next five years going with okay. living with multiple sclerosis? What are those goals? 
I actually just set a couple of new goals for myself. Uh, I'm getting back into school. Um, I'm going to finish my bachelor's degree in business administration uh, with a focus in accounting. Um, and then hopefully my goal by 35 years of age, I want to have my master's and CPA licensure. Because uh, I, I think money is going to be uh, helpful in this journey, especially with these stem cells that I want to get. Um, I'd love to go every single year, mm -hmm. but I don't have the money for it currently. So I want to build a life for myself uh, that is conducive to me being able to seek those treatments that I like, regardless of the cost. Yeah. Um, so yep, yeah, those are my goals right now. I love that. I love that you mentioned going back to school because mm -hmm. that alone, if I had to go back and take algebra again, yeah, I, I think the stress of that would just be like, oh my God, I can't do this. But if I could go back totally to school stressful. and just focus on my art that I loved and that's what my degree is in, I would be yeah. in heaven. Like yeah, that'd be amazing. painting again and drawing and doing everything that I always wanted to do. Um, yeah. If there was one place you could go in the world and experience something that no one has ever experienced living with MS, or I can't say that because maybe they have, where would you go in the world to experience something that is so profound that will keep you going forward? I think Barcelona. I was supposed to go last year um, in 2020 for my 30th birthday. I was supposed to go on my first international solo trip. Love that. Um, and what is I, in I Barcelona that you want to see? Barcelona. That's my favorite city in the world. Um, and I traveled solo a few years ago, went to Seattle, and just traveling by myself with a disability when I was told by my doctors that I couldn't do that, that it wasn't a good idea. It was so empowering. And I, I want to do more of that. Um, I love that. Because, uh, yeah, that's... Most, most people travel. Most people don't travel with this disability that uh, can totally change it. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, it's very empowering. Yeah. What is it in Barcelona that you would really want to go see? You know, I, I've just always loved Barcelona and want to live there. I, I speak Spanish myself, and I, I just want to go live there. I love Barcelona. I love Spain. Yeah. I... um. Speaking of that, and it's funny that you said Barcelona because I went there for the first time five years ago now, and okay. I had never been abroad. Like I have, I had traveled to Hawaii. I've been to the, all the like the islands and things like that before my diagnosis, and then after my diagnosis and realizing it could attack me at any given time, I was fearful of really traveling far away from home and especially to another country or you know anywhere in the world. And my husband surprised me with an entire world trip. And he's like, oh, wow. if we are going to do this, we're going to do it together. And if it, we have to take extra time, then we take extra time. If you have a multiple sclerosis flare, we deal with it. But you have been dawning to go and see these museums ever since you got out of school. And we went to Barcelona. We went to... Um, everywhere in, in Spain. We went to Italy. We went to Paris. We went to Rome. And I walked every day. And some days I walked fast and some days I didn't. Some days I dropped to the ground. Some nights I couldn't even get out of bed. I was completely paralyzed. But I was like, I'm going to see these places. Yeah. I, you know, and I love that you said, I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm going to mm -hmm. go see these places. And honestly, being told that I couldn't do that just gave me more impetus to go. Right? <laughs> right? Like, you think I can't? 
I'll show you. Prepared. I mean, every airline was prepared to have the wheelchair for me if I needed it. <laughs> every hotel was prepared for changing my room to a different location if I needed it. So just when you pre-plan that and you work with, you know, you can work with AAA, whatever you're doing, when you see that in the future of let's just plan the trip and let's expect nothing to happen. But if something does happen, I'm prepared. Yep. Um, I'm hoping my, my new partner uh, and I are going to be able to go to, we're planning a trip to Seattle for his birthday in June. Um, and he kind of seems to be with, go with the flow. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like same kind of thing. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there's so many things you can bring with you now. You can bring a cooling vest. You can bring a cooling towel or a towel when you go through the chills and it's 90 degrees outside, but your body is telling you you're freezing. You're, you can't feel your feet. You can't feel your hands and your nose. If you put a red thing on it, you look like Rudolph and that's how you feel. You're frozen. So yeah, these are all the things that we have to think of with travel and also without travel. Oh yeah. So um, out of all of this, you have really turned your life around and do you find yourself more grateful with the things that you have in life i absolutely do um i mean i i can't walk very far but i can still walk i can still use my legs i can still feel my body sometimes mm -hmm. uh, so I am absolutely more grateful for everything that I do have. And I just wish everybody knew that uh, their good health that they do have is such a gift and to not take it for granted. I'm glad that you said that because yeah. many in the world take good health for granted. And yeah, you don't, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. Exactly. And, or it's been taken away and then you may recover and then you realize, oh my gosh, like that yeah. was just so impactful in my life. I will never say I wish or I could have, you know, right. I don't like the pers the way of perspective of I'm going to do that tomorrow. It's I'm going right. to do that exactly. today. Right. Exactly. So if you are to give anyone advice even myself today what would the advice be to move forward um quite literally keep moving forward i, I feel like that was a big misstep of mine uh i i stopped moving for a time and uh, i think that's when the disease really takes hold mm -hmm. um, so yeah if i had not stopped moving i feel like i'd be a little better than I am right now. Um, but sometimes you just can't help that. We, we were talking about depression yesterday. Yes, we can talk about that I, too. I would just get depressed and just stop moving. And yep, the MS took hold, mm -hmm. did its damage. And it, and it is a really true side effect of the disease and it leads to it leads to a road of destruction, a road oh, yeah. of depression, anxiety, um, fear, and, you know, loss of who am I? Like you even yep. lose your own ability of who you thought you were or who you oh, still yeah. are today. And it's almost as if the, mo I call it the phantomous monster because you can't see it. And you can't see a phantom. A phantom is something scary and dark and evil. And, you know, phantom is what I always named my disease before I even knew what my disease was. And I would just be plagued with depression, anxiety. I would be walking and watching people around me, like laughing. And, and yep. that plagued me for years on end. What was your worst moment of that part of the disease with depression? Uh, it was probably, I got really sick just at the beginning of the year. Uh, I think it was food poisoning, but it was 
way intense. Like I was paralyzed. My body was not functioning at all. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was just saying to myself, what is the point? Why, why am I trying to get better? Um, I thought that was the end, uh, especially if that was my, if that was my new normal, then I probably would have considered suicide. That was certainly in my mind. Mm -hmm. well, as we talked yesterday, and many of my followers know, I wrote about my attempt of suicide. Um, I took everything I knew I was allergic to, and I just felt like I just could not keep going. I had already been diagnosed with MS, and I was on the road of recovery, and then the new disease happened to pop up, and for two years, I was battling another one called colitis. And I didn't know what it was. And all I knew was I had been living two more years in pain on top of the pain I'm already in. And right. I thought, no one deserves this. And no. I was thinking of everyone else around me. And that was being selfish. I was yeah. not thinking of what the impact would be with without me here. I was thinking the impact would be better for everyone else if they didn't have to see me go through this every day. Right. And I tried to take my life. And as I've said before in many interviews, I left a message on the iPhone saying goodbye and how sorry I was, but how, how much I loved everyone and I did not want to go, but I didn't want to stay where I was. And yeah. the power of the iPhone, I will always have an iPhone. Yeah, it amazing. went straight to my iPad at home, miles and miles and miles away from where I was, and, and it lit amazing. up. And my husband got the message, tracked me, and found where I was and saved my life. And I knew from that moment on, after I got all the drugs out of me and working with my therapist and refinding my grace and refinding what I needed to do, I knew that I was going to wear that warrior patch and I was never going to let any disease conquer me again to try no to take my life and I will do everything I can to help someone find their way through that tragedy yeah. of trying to take your life because you no one benefits from anyone taking their life everybody no. will miss you everyone you're we all have a story and a journey to go and when it's our time then he will take it time and we will pass. But it's not our it's not our place or our right to take it from away from ourselves. Right. So sorry I cried. I just every time I think of that it's um That's understandable. It's it's difficult, but now I know that it has made me stronger. And yeah, I I will forever pick up any warrior whether you have MS or not, anyone that is struggling with suicidal thoughts, anyone that is struggling, yeah, I will be there. Yeah. Call my phone number. It's on my website. I will return your phone call and get you through whatever you need to be get through because yeah. you're worth it. I'm worth it. Every person in the world is worth living. Yeah. Yeah, that's mental health struggles and uh, helping people through those very important to me just because I've dealt with that half my life at least so yeah and it, and it is difficult and people that don't even have multiple sclerosis deal with mental health and oh, yeah. our society sometimes triggers the response of wanting to take your life and For that's sure. when you really need to find that grace and that truth and that voice of your own to stand your ground and mm -hmm. help others and speak up for them. Yep. So what would the word be for you if someone came to you today after this podcast and said, I watched your story and I heard that you also struggle with depression and anxiety from this disease. What are you going to help them through with? How are you going to... One word. Uh, stay. There's this uh, brand that I really like uh, called Stay. Stay Wear. And their big focus is on mental health. And that that was, that was really resonated with me. That one just hit me like a... It literally like shot right through my heart. I'm like... Yeah, right. Completely, yeah. 
that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Thank you. Stay. Yeah. Um, so with all of this, I hope that you get to Barcelona very, very soon. The buildings are incredible. The water oh, is yeah. spectacular. Um, the climate is also, and there's so much beauty to be seen. And the oh, yeah. architecture is beyond anything that I'm, you just kind of walk around like this. <laughs> right <laughs> and you just it, like there's not enough minutes in an hour there's not enough seconds it's just you there's so much to take in that you'd have to stay there for a month and maybe you might call me and say guess where i am i just moved to barcelona you never know I just moved. you yeah, never know that would be great do you ever see yourself writing your story Absolutely. I've written many pages. Uh, so uh, I feel like uh, I've written so much, but it's still so unfinished. I still have so much to say. Keep writing. I'm, I'm going to a little bit by bit. I usually write it when I'm in my insomnia. It's like three o'clock in the morning and mm -hmm. I just pick up my phone and start writing. I'm glad that you said that too. Insomnia. That sucks. I'm sorry, that one I will definitely say sucks because we're always exhausted in general. But insomnia, when yeah, you are that exhausted and the damn brain won't shut down, and you're no. just, ah. So no use that time. Instead of yeah. using it as, I'm frustrated, I need to sleep, this is crazy. I use it productively. I love that. So you'll be able to finish your book before you know it. And the best part that's is, I, that's why we have editors. I'm the worst writer in the world, right. but I wrote two books. And my third one, I just approved today for final to get to go to print. So You're I'm amazing. like, I'm, I'm Dom Marie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dom Marie. Um, so keep writing, keep writing your story because your story will literally be that book of a young boy or a young man an older man, a young woman, a young woman, an older woman that is searching for a book when they get diagnosed yeah. with MS. Yeah, and, and I, I would like to be, I would like to write that guidebook. I would do love that. Do this way, do, do this. You gotta do Stop. it. Keep writing. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep writing. I can see it coming out. You can even name it what your Instagram is. Oh, I've got gotta many names for my book. Good. What are some of them, just in case? Um, one that I am on right now that I really like is 100 Seconds to Midnight. Oh. Uh, which is the, the, death, the, the doomsday clock. That's what it's currently set to, 100 Seconds to Midnight. I feel like it's me navigating my own uh, doomsday. Wow. That's a powerful name. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, okay. You gotta get that one. Just just yeah. start writing it. That's what that's what it is. One hundred yeah. seconds to midnight. I'm I'm going to. Keep doing it. If I can do it and I am like the worst speller, do you know how many times I have to edit a post? I, oh, yeah. I write and then I like look at the post and I'm like, oh my gosh, you lost an entire sentence there. Or I oh. spelt a word backwards and I'm constantly editing mm. what I write. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. just keep going. Yeah. yeah keep I'm going forward. to. I'm going to do it. I'm you got to do it. I feel like I'm close. You got to do it because there are also 34% men in the world and the rest are women with MS. But those 34% yeah. of men need this story of yours of oh, how yeah. you battled the disease. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm looking forward to that book. Cannot yeah. wait. What? It's coming. it's coming. All right. Well, you know what? Just, just keep writing and don't worry about. This is one thing I was told in the beginning. Don't worry about the paragraphs. Don't worry about the periods. Don't worry about the capitals. Just write. And that's okay. what I did. All right. <laughs> and then you know it kind of came together and i thought oh god i'm telling the entire world my whole life 
bad, good, ugly, happy, passionate, insanely, like, whole. And then I'm like, That's intimidating. Like, I'm either going to get crossed, you know, straight across the stones of rock lava coming at me because, oh, my God, this, like, how could you? Instead, I was like, no, it needs to be heard. And as raw as it was, it did well. And it was called Living with Mm -hmm. Phantoms. Okay. Because I I, read that book. I did not know what the disease was, but I knew I was being haunted mm-hmm. by a phantom yeah. of a monster that no one could see and I couldn't see. Yeah. I am going to read your book. <laughs> I will send you one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will autograph one and send it to you. Um, yes. So, what was one thing that you want to put to what people perceive as handicap because all of us living with the disease we're handicapped in a certain way what is the one thing you want to debunk about that word Ooh, it's very stigmatized um i don't even know where to begin to how to destigmatize because i i talk about this frequently it's 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 so stigmatized. I remember when I was first diagnosed and I, I was so self-conscious about putting the handicap placard up in my, I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not disabled. Like I, I had my own internalized ableism. Uh, I, I still battle that. So I'm, I'm working to destigmatize this myself. Uh, honestly, I have no idea where to begin. It's difficult. It is. It is difficult. Um, I know how you feel when you, like, I don't want to put the placard up. Mm-hmm. When my neurologist three years ago gave me the letter to go to the DMV because my legs were getting worse and I could barely get from the car to the store I wanted to get to and I was exhausted. But when you look at me, you're like, yeah, she's fine. She doesn't have, yeah. she doesn't have a wheelchair. She doesn't have a walker. But, right. you know, you don't know what I'm feeling and how hard it is to take that one step. Right. And to keep going. And I I got up to the DMV after waiting an hour at AAA, and I turned the paper in, and she asked for my license, and I gave her my license, and then she looked at it, and then she looked up at me, and she goes, wait a minute. And she looked at the paper again, and she goes, you have multiple sclerosis? I'm like, yes. And then I just started bawling and she was like, oh my God, I never would have known. You look perfectly healthy to me. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you think I feel standing here waiting to get a placard? And I have been judged using that placard and putting it in my window when I'm alone and getting out of the car. And I'm just like, that judgment and that word handicap need to go away yeah right i don't know how to uh even make it go away well how do we do that don marie i don't you know i i i don't know but i do know i am no longer ashamed of having my placard because when i need it i use it yeah Mm -hmm. and you know what if you want to, what? I'm not ashamed of that or anymore either. I mean, if you're judging somebody for using a handicap placard, uh, that says more about you than uh, the person using the handicap placard. I'm glad that you just said that. They're looking at you, and you're the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. What else would you like to tell our audience before we go? What to say? I'll just say what I say to everybody. You got to keep going. Uh, Everybody's dealing with something. And like we were saying, you don't know, you can't look at somebody and see what they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Just be kind. Be kind to everybody because you don't know what they're dealing with. Everybody's dealing with something. So true. And you just owe them your kindness. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
Yeah. And I always say, if you're looking down upon somebody, it better be to pick them up and praise them. Yeah. 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 So you are a true inspiration. You are a amazing brother of mine through this horrible disease, but you bring light to the world and you are just extraordinary. And well, thank I, you for saying that. I, I would say the same about you. Thank you. Thank you very much. But yeah. you truly are. And I, I keep inspiring us. Keep showing us the dogs. Keep showing us your love. Show us whatever you want to, to share your journey and keep writing your book. Because it is going to save lives. Of it truly it's, it's is. Coming, and it is going to save lives. It is. And that's part of your journey. That is part of the DNA makeup of what somehow you ended up with multiple sclerosis. Somehow Maria ended up with multiple sclerosis. Somehow Unbroken Lucas ended up with it. Like all of us warriors. This is our path and our journey. So where are we going to go with it? Instead exactly. of living with the word, we're disabled and looking at it like I can't do anything. Let's now look at the disease and say, I'm going to run with it. Right. And I'm going to do everything I can to show the world how horrible you are, but how I beat you. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm doing every day. And I love that. I love that. So keep moving, keep inspiring, keep going, keep shining that beautiful smile of yours and keep telling your story and have a great trip in Seattle and maybe I will see you in Barcelona. You never know where life will bring us. That sounds like a plan to me. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for being my guest today here at Thank Live with so Don Marie. And the podcast will stay on my page forever. And, okay. well, until Instagram is, you know, forever. Yeah. <laughs> but any of your friends and family, please, if you love listening to radio or you're walking or running or meditating, Follow me on Apple and Spotify. Download this podcast. If you loved it, please give us a great big praise. And go follow Kyle and watch his journey of pure inspiration and never letting life take you down. That's right. There we go. Another great book. I can't wait for it to come out. Me either. <laughs> thank you so much Kyle thank you everybody for all the love today thank you for watching the show thank you for sharing the love around the world inspire know that you were born for a purpose a place and a reason and take that life and move forward with grace and gratitude and be the best CEO of your life and the best advocate of your body thank That's you right. so thank you so much Thank you so much. Okay, have a great evening. Goodbye, right, everybody. Too. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.